Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio from the CEP Network. If you like what you hear, do us a favor and hit that subscribe button on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Maybe even leave a review to let others know what you think of the show. And while you're at it, give us a like and a share on the socials and tell all your friends about the variety that you get right here on the CEP Network. The CEP Network has a promo code for one of the best nutrition and supplement companies in the business for you to use. Whether you're looking for a custom oatmeal, a multivitamin, a great tasting protein that you can order by the pound, or simply looking for a company that you know you can trust to send you the best quality products available, True Nutrition has you covered. Just go to truenutrition.com, look at all of the great products, place your order, and when you go to make your payment, type in CEPN in the promo code box for 5% off of your entire order. It is that easy. It's that time of year again. The nights are getting cooler and fall is here. Cool weather means posting up in your favorite cozy spot with a cup of your favorite coffee, tea, or whiskey. Cool weather also means bonfires, hoodies, and putting your favorite beer or soda in a koozie. Well, we have you covered in all of those areas. Head over to buyjack.com CEP and get a hold of a mug, koozie, or hoodie and support Raised on the Radio and look great doing it. In this episode, we talk about the lineup for the Super Bowl halftime show, past appearances and who we think should do it in the future, the new allegations against Robin Thicke, David Lee Roth retiring, and much, much more. If you would like to get a hold of Patrick Blair or myself, you can reach out on the social medias. You can reach us on the Raised on the Radios, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok pages. And as always, if you have any questions, concerns, comments, or topics you would like to get our thoughts on, do not hesitate to reach out. And now, let's get into this episode. Thank you for checking out this episode of Raised on the Radio. I am one half of the show. I am Colt Brocato, my good friend Patrick Blair in Zoomland as usual with a... Dude, show that cup again. Bob Ross, didn't you just get this for your birthday? I did. That's pretty sweet, a sweet cup. Um, so are you like a big Bob Ross fan? Is there an underlying story here? Are you... Isn't there like a lot of people mad at Bob Ross now because of the documentary that came out? I don't even know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Oh, no. About? Let me explain the cup first. Okay. So what happens is, is when there's no coffee in it and it's not hot and it's just a room temp mug, you can't see him once you pour the coffee in. I, I did a video on this and posted it because I was bored on Monday morning. <laughs> when you pour the coffee in and the mug gets hot, then you can see Bob Ross. And then on the back, it says, we don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. So. Okay. As I drink this and I finish the coffee, Bob Ross will disappear. Now, excuse me. What documentary? What happened? Why is he in trouble? I don't. Is he in trouble for something? No, he he's not. I don't think. I think it has to do with like his estate or something. Maybe that. Maybe family. You research this for me real quick, because I don't want to talk out of my ass. But I know there was just a documentary that just came out. Had to be like a couple of months ago, about Bob Ross, and there's a lot of controversy over it. Apparently, it was on. Uh was on netflix i didn't even mm-hmm. see that i had no idea that was a thing wow. uh bob ross incorporated denies the allegations in a statement issued after the documentary was released on netflix it said bob ross incorporated takes strong issue with the inaccurate and heavily slanted portrayal of our company in the net netflix film bob ross happy accidents portrayal and greed what are they alleging here 
having a Netflix film about the landscape artist who created more than 30,000 paintings and touched millions of lives for his death from lymphoma in 1995. He's been dead since 1995. Seriously? No, no way. Yeah. Yeah. And he died at the age of 52, man. Not a long run. Uh, in no way did I set out to make a film that was a gotcha film. Whoever the director is, I can't, whatever his name is, Rofe. I just wanted to make a film that would represent this individual who is in many ways a mystery and yet completely beloved by so many. Indeed, the documentary starts as a conventional biography telling how Ross served in the Air Force for 20 years, learned good for him, learned a wet on wet painting technique from a close friend and became best known for producing tranquil nature scenes featuring happy little trees. With permed hair and a balmy voice, he hosted The Joy of Painting on PBS from 1983 to 94. Uh, <clears throat> Ross was an incredible skilled artist whose work caused, uh, he recalls speaking to one person who found Ross's show a refuge from arguing parents headed for divorce. It was chaotic and a lot of yelling, a lot of fighting in their home life. was. I don't care what that person has to say about, about Ross. So far, Innocent Rofe has been mulling film ideas with their American artists. This uh, was murky one of those people who knew Ross declined to be interviewed for the film. The source of their fears was a couple, Annette and Walter Kowalski, longtime business partners of Ross during the glory days of the joy of painting. Um, so what did they say in the film? That's so controversial. It was shocking. And then it was showing him. Bob Ross Inc. denied allegations and a statement issued after the documentary was released on Netflix. It said Bob Ross Inc. takes strong issue. Uh, the company added, if not for the efforts of the remaining founders and their declaration of mission, Bob's artistic and cultural relevance and his expressed desire to become the world's most beloved painter, teacher, and friend would have been lost decades ago with his passing. Uh, I don't care. All right, I'm over it. Anyway, did so, you fall asleep? No, I, I was actually, I, I was just Googling Bob Ross controversy. So Netflix, ex Netflix exposes the dark side of Bob Ross in the joy of painting empire. Four things we learned about are from the Bob Ross documentary, including his hair secrets. Sex, Deceit, and Scandal, The Ugly War Over Bob Ross's Ghost. Weird. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, this all sounds like a bunch of weirdos being weirdos, if you ask me. But well, you know. It happens. Whatever. I like the mug. So, it's not going to stop me. <laughs> so, uh, moving along here. So, before the show, I asked you a random question, and you were astounded by it for some reason. It was it was weird. Okay, so my question is: is in your house your doorknobs? Yeah. Do they lock? Do you have any locks on your doorknobs? And if you do, can you access? Like, if a door locks and you're on the outside of it and you need to get into that room, can you do it? And you just looked at me like eyes bugged. And the reason why I ask you this is well, because here's, no, 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 no. Hold okay, on, hold on. Ahead, this is ahead. important. Okay. My response is. How else would we get into that room if we were not coming from the outside of the room? Right, but I'm saying if it's locked from the inside. Yeah, so you're wondering, do I have a skeleton key like it's 1975 for all of the doors in my house? No, I don't. No. Do you have one of those? Well, our doorknobs have like an uh, uh, like a little twisty thing on the outside. Like you could use a screwdriver, like a flyhead screwdriver or a coin or something on the outside to turn it and it would un unlock it. You got to get some better doorknobs. I put those. Door I put those doorknobs on. You're getting that two for one special at Home Depot for <laughs> sure with those doorknobs. Dude, I think actually it's pretty smart to have those <clears throat> with a kid. Why? Well, because the scenario that I gave you on why I asked you this because you have a one year old at home, and yeah. my cousin 
has a one-year-old daughter and she was filling up the bathtub and the, the daughter was able to, I don't know if the door was already locked and she pushed it shut or what, but she locked herself into a bathroom where with water running. So everybody was freaking out and the only way to get in was to break down the door. Kick the fucker down. Kick the fucker down. So I was just curious, is that the same scenario you're going to be in if your son is able to lock himself in the door? How are you going to get in? He can't lock himself in any rooms. How, why is that? Because the doors don't lock? <laughs> they don't shut? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. In other words, there's uh, no privacy in your home either. No, no, no. Well, you were like, that's my, what did you say? That's my biggest fear. No, I just said that was weird to me. Drop a deuce, man. No one's gonna walk in. No one cares. Just this say, is coming from a, I'm pooping. You're, and then we'll yeah, you're yeah, you're it. probably the most comfortable pooper in the world. Aside from like people that have it like legit issues. I mean, I think I have legit issues. I don't I don't think I choose to shit. Okay. Well by legit I issues, I mean like as violently as I do. By legit issues, um, I mean like say like somebody with Crohn's disease or something like that who is going to the bathroom all the time. Well, it's still up in the air what I have. I still need to get a couple of different opinions on what's going on with my you're, stupid. You're stomach. 38 years old. I don't think you're gonna. Huh? I, I don't think you're gonna do that at this point. Wait, did Why? you just did you just turn 38? I just had a birthday. Thank you. Well, Thank I know you, you did. Me. We just talked about it with your Bob Ross mug, but I was that just turned 24? So wow, man, you look old for 24. I think I look good, man. I feel good. <laughs> I feel like a young pup. In all sincerity, and I think you know this, you look very young for 38. I'm actually 39. You turned 39. Okay. Never mind yeah. then. Never mind then. Thanks. I was I was actually rolling off of what you said a while ago that the first 38 years of your life when we were talking about COVID earlier. So I was rolling well, off of that. Well, let's get into that. But, That'll be another, another quick tidbit for the pod here. So okay. I said to you, I got a little, I got a little something. I got a head cold. It's been like, I don't know. I probably started feeling this way on Tuesday. Yeah, probably on Tuesday. So it hasn't been a week yet, but I was telling you a story how I was speaking to someone over the phone for work and they go, Oh, you sound a, sound a little bit sick. And I was like, yeah, you know, I got a head cold or whatever. And uh, she goes, Oh, you might want to go get tested. She goes, I have a coworker that uh, he thought he had a head cold and tested positive for COVID and he's vaccinated. I was like, no, I'm good. I'm not going to go get tested. Okay. So I, before you, I, before you continue, what does that, where's the correlation there? What do you mean? So she, so she, her, she just connected. He got tested and he was positive for COVID and he's vaccinated. Why do those two, two things have to go together? If I get the flu, but I got the flu shot, is somebody going to say, oh, well, I was vaccinated, but I still got the flu? No, because the flu like, is not a political Right, but that, that's weird though, right? Like, why Why are we... It's not weird right now. It's I mean, five it, years from now, I mean, I, I mean, guess, I mean it's, it's not, but in that conversation, it doesn't, doesn't do anything, right? Because you don't... Just because you're vaccinated doesn't mean you can't get it. Some people don't believe that. I just mean the Some conversation people. should have ended with he tested positive for COVID. There should have been no I mean, yeah. added, oh, and he's vaccinated. Perhaps she was trying to get out of me if I'm vaccinated or not. I don't know. Yeah. Where, where do you um, land? Have, what, we talk, have we talked about that? Where do you land on that? 
Do you still think you th think it's just like a personal thing that you really shouldn't talk about it? Like, is this pot like a politics conversation now, to where you don't you well, don't really most, talk about your side in, unless it you most certainly have to? is a political conversation. Yes. Um, <clears throat> do what you want to do. That's what I say. Yeah. And if you don't expect uh, expect some not so fortunate things to happen like i don't know not play for your nba team or but not i mean be allowed in a restaurant or, okay i guess what i'm asking is if somebody asks you if they come up to you and say are you vaccinated are you just sure. are you so, just yeah. willingly yeah that's it and yeah. you're not offended yeah. by by being asked if i don't know you my response is yes now go fuck yourself <laughs> I don't know you. <laughs> yes, I am. Now leave me alone. We're not having a conversation. <laughs> pretty much. Um, and I would never ask anyone that. Right. That I didn't know. Right? Yeah. Fucking, do what you want to do. Not my business. Uh, I understand it's it's a big thing. And it's a big argument. And no one really knows. Did you watch that video I sent you of? Uh, I did. Uh, yeah. The Well. So people have like kind of pinpointed these these NBA players who are kind of the voice voice of reason against getting vaccinated. But I really like the one that I sent you, and I don't even remember the guy. which one did I send you? Jonathan Isaac. I don't his remember his name. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> it doesn't matter. I felt like that response that he gave to why aren't you going to get vaccinated or why are you yet to be vaccinated? That was a really honest and open response, and I don't think people should be upset at him. You know. Uh, some other guys, they have a very condescending, sarcastic type attitude about it where they're just causing more issues. Like not to call him out because he's a hometown dude and I rep my hometown guys, but Bradley Beal was kind of like, kind of when they were like, well, why don't you want to get vaccinated? Or why can't you explain why you're not vaccinated? He just kind of goes, well, why can't you explain to me why people who are vaccinated are still getting COVID are still passing along COVID? Okay, that media member is not going to explain it to you. Why don't you go talk to a doctor or a scientist if you're really that concerned? But you're not concerned, kind of being a shit, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Just kind of the way it came off. I still, Bradley Beal, I'm still on your side. Still still rooting for you, bro. Anyway, but, but before we continue this conversation, so what I wanted to say to the lady that asked me, are you, you should go get tested, I go, no, no, no. It is possible for me to have something other than COVID right now. Right. Like, just a normal cold. This is the word. This is the first time I felt like this in nearly two years. And we're also, if you feel outside, we are in the transition to fall right now. That's a Correct. terrible time for everyone's sinuses Correct. and everything else. But, and the other thing I wanted to say was the, the first 38 years of my life, when I felt like this, I didn't go around people. Right. Pandemic or not. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't one. It's kind of funny. Do you ever like go out either to work into public and there's that person you know is sick. They're mm -hmm. coughing. They look sick. They sound sick. And you're like, hey, man, will you go home? What are you doing here? Right. Like, if I feel like this, I don't go to work. Like, if I were, if I were going to an office right now, wouldn't go. At least for a day. Right. And when people come in sounding sick, I'm like, hey, you should go home. What the fuck? You know, and, uh, and, and, and that's what's funny. We don't have to go down this road very far, but... You know, like I do, I do factory work and you have that same scenario where you see people and you know, they're sick and they're just trying to be, you know, to tough through it or something like that. And you're just like, man, you just, just go home. Like you shouldn't have, you know, if you, if you feel bad, especially like these days, if you feel bad, 
just give it a day, you know, but you also have all these people who like use all their time up or like they don't have any time to use to miss a day of work. And that's just, that's so unfortunate. I, I feel so bad for those people that just are just by the balls. Their, their company has them by the balls. I mean, yes and no though, because a lot of this is people who are just use their time because they just want to use their time. Like instead of building it up or saving it up for instances like that, you know, now if you have like something that you had to be out for a work for two weeks because of a, you know, a personal issue or something like that, those people I feel bad for, but not the people who yeah. are just like, I really don't feel like going to work today. I'm just going to use a day just to sit at home and do nothing, you know, which I mean, That's we awesome. all, we all do need those though, but everyone, everyone yeah. should have those yeah. regardless of what they do. Right. Everyone. I'm just saying you got to be where you work. I'm just saying you got to be wise about what you how you do it, how you do things. Yeah, do you? You're sick. I'm sick. I'm not coming in. Take it from I don't know, take it from my check then. I don't care. I'm not coming in. <laughs> Plain and simple. You can't yeah. force me to come in. Yeah. And I shouldn't be, you know, if it's not if it's not a situation where it's a regular thing and you know, it's a truancy issue, you know, uh you shouldn't I shouldn't be punished. I'm not coming in. I don't feel well. You shouldn't want me there in the first place. Right. But there are some right. places that will be like, no, you can't be your there's gonna come on your PTO or it's a, you know, how are we gonna make up for this? You gotta work extra. No, I don't. No, no. <laughs> Suck a dick. Don't like, tell me so what to do. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it's weird. That's 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 a strange one, dude. Like, how about like and again, you said we don't have to go around this road, but how about like assigned lunch hours? Like assigned amounts of time and like actual hours you have to do it. Hey. I'll go to lunch when I'm fucking hungry. How about that? And if I want to take an hour and 15 minutes instead of an hour, I'm going to do it. How about that? The company's not going to crumble if I don't come back right at one o'clock. Because I'm sure you've worked a job that's like, I have, I've worked, I've worked. Almost all of my really. jobs are like that. You have like, oh, that is like I have lunchtime from dude. 11 to oh, 1130 man. or I mean, 1130 to 12. That's, that's my lunch. You have a 30 minute lunch. Yeah. Do you even have time to eat? Yeah. What do you do? I do eat. you blend it all up and chug it out of the fucking blender thing? No. Like, what do you do? 30 minutes, man. I mean, that's... that's, a, that, that's a... I, can, I, can throw my, I can throw my food in a microwave and have plenty of time to eat it. That's, that's why we're unhealthy as Americans, dude. That's... that's well, <laughs> that's if, why you if you're like if you're smart about it, like I am, and you make like healthy wraps and stuff like that to take to work with you, but then however, you microwave them and you nuke all of the, the nutrition out of them. Oh, whatever. Because you got to eat in 30 minutes. Whatever. <laughs> Look, dude, if you're giving me a lunch hour, I'm going to shit before I go eat lunch. Then I'm going to eat my lunch slowly, and then I'm going to shit after. So I need at least four hours. That's a heck of a lunch right there. Yeah, man. It's probably why I don't have a job. Getting fired because of my lunch breaks. No, dude, in all seriousness, man, that's ridiculous. 30 minutes? Come on. I would rather I would, I would, I would, I would, that are like that. I would rather take a 30 minute lunch and be off 30 minutes earlier in the day than to take an hour lunch and have to work an extra half an hour in the day. That statement right there is so gross to me and you're not gross for making it. You have to, because that's the position that you're in. But the fact that we still, I don't know. How do we avoid that as a society? Like just work overwork. To me, that's that. That sounds like a statement coming from someone who is overworked. Okay. 
if you ask me. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm going to compromise 30 minutes of my day for the sake of my company and the sake of my own time. Like I'm going to choose which time of the day is more important to me. Here, company, you get 30 minutes of my life every day. It's weird. Yeah. But again, I've been there. I get it. I don't have a solution, but it's weird. I don't know. <clears throat> have you have you heard about other countries doing the four-day work week? Yes. And they actually, the statistics say, this sounds like a Joe Rogan thing right here. There's a study that says that- What do the statistics <laughs> say, Colt? Please tell me. Please cite all of your sources too, please. I read somewhere once. That the statistics read online on on a website uh -huh, that the statistics say that you actually get more production out by having a four day work week and having three days off. What is the reason? Because you have less time to do the work, so you work harder. I guess and that's more efficiently. I guess that's part of it. Yeah, that sounds like something Michael Scott would say in an office episode. <laughs> Where was where 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 was the study done? I or were there multiple studies? Let's ask the folks on TikTok because I'm I sure they all have they, jobs. They could tell me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh huh. They could tell you a lot. <laughs> Get a job, fucking. Anyway, uh, well, that's I mean that's interesting to think about. In a way, sure, it probably makes sense, but in a way, it also doesn't make sense. It kind of defies like. What industries though? See, to me, that's fine. But like, does that apply to all industries or does it only, does that only apply to, you know, uh, folks who are being asked to, I don't know, be creative and get their ideas out and then give them to a creative team? Are they folks who kind of work on their own? Are they independently doing the job that they do? You know, I think it kind of depends. So that's what, I'm, you know, this is why we need to say what the study was and where the study was done. Right. Do you know what, which country does that? I would have to Google it. Can the, I guess one? I, I, I would well, be willing see, the, to bet see, the that issue, Sweden does that. The issue is here is I, I try to have research done on the topics that we talk about, and then we end up talking about things that I didn't plan on talking about. It's so the beauty I have of to Google stuff. It is true. All right. Let's. So what are we going to do? Four-day work week? Four-day work week. And did you say Europe? or is it? I, well, I said, other, I said other countries. Okay. Um, what country has a four-day work week? Game? Across the board, though, across all industries, or does it only apply to specific things? That's what I want to know. Let's see. Can I be honest with you? I'm listening. When I was in Europe, or the, 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 the times that I've been in Europe, it doesn't seem like anyone works other than folks in the service industry. I'm being serious. If they are not providing you a service like bringing you your food, cooking you your food, picking up your garbage, uh, taking you somewhere you need to be, it seems like everyone doesn't work. <laughs> so it just doesn't it doesn't feel like there's like a hustle and a bustle like in the United States. Right. right? It right. just feels like it's just. And maybe I'm just paying attention to the wrong things, but that's what it felt like. Anyway, did you find one? Yeah. So this is from BBC News shows four-day work week is an overwhelming success in Iceland. And this was from July oh, 5th fuck. from July 5th of this year. The entire country's fishermen. <laughs> they work on boats. <laughs> what else do they do in Iceland? Let's see. Trials of a four-day work week in Iceland were an overwhelming success and led to many workers moving to shorter hours, researchers have said. 
The trials in which workers were paid the same amount for shorter hours took place between 2015 and 2019. Productivity remained the same or improved in the majority of workplaces. A number of other trials are now being run across the world, including in Spain and Unilever in New Zealand. Many of them many of them moved from a 40-hour work week to a 35 or 36-hour week. The trials led unions to renegotiate working patterns, and now 86% of Iceland's workforce have either moved to shorter hours for the same pay or will gain the right to. Workers reported feeling less stressed and at risk of burnout and said their health and work-life balance had improved. They also reported having more time to spend with their families, do hobbies, and complete household chores. Yeah, you're working one less day. Of course, you have more time with your family. I don't know, man. Seems weird to me. Uh, I was close. So top three industries in Iceland. Tourism is number one. Okay. Uh, Represents 42% of their economy. Agriculture is number two, and I was close. Fishery is number three. Fishery. Taking up about 27% of their economy. Nice. As you can see. Iceland is a, Iceland does look badass. I have a friend, you know, my wife and I always fantasize about where we're going next as far mm-hmm. as vacations go. And we always look at pictures of Iceland. It's definitely on our list, but I have a friend who has a, uh, has family that lives in Iceland. Oddly enough, one of my good friends, actually, I grew up with him. Uh, and he's always like texting me photos that he gets from them. I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And they're not Icelandic. They're from the United States, but moved there. I guess maybe their dad maybe might be Navy, maybe. I don't remember, but <clears throat> it's been a long time. Anyway, I'm just like, God, that's fucking beautiful. It is a fucking yeah. beautiful country. But it does I mean, look beautiful. Yeah. Speaking of anyway. I, speaking of Iceland randomly, so... Uh, Mighty Ducks 2? Uh-huh, yeah. You know how Greek Fire played Point Fest? Where was that? That was out of life. I know. I, I know. do. I, well, there, I'm going to tie this together. So during the show found out that the drummer was sick, out, out sick and couldn't play the show. And, oh, and he said that uh, the drummer that came in was from Iceland. Like he flew in from Iceland to play Point Fest. And we all just kind of looked at each other like, uh, you couldn't find anybody closer? Like I feel like a local <laughs> drummer, like in a local, feel like in like a local band could learn how to play four or five songs to get their point fest. And this isn't, da- I'm, not, I'm not bad mouthing. Play? I'm not bad mouthing by any means. I just, that's, cr- that sounds crazy to me. Well, it sounds like you are. Unless he was already here. Like, unless he already had reasons to be here. Wait, Did it, is, is he from a band? I don't, he, he said his name, but I don't remember what his name was. God, you never pay attention, do you? I don't. There's too many things going on in life, man. No, there's not. Yeah, Stop there saying that. There's not. Life is simple. Just pay attention every once in a while so you can give me information. Um, yeah, you would think that uh, you could find somebody, but uh, that's probably a conversation you and I should not be having because it might go to a weird place on my end. Um, now I kind of want to do it. Nah. A weird place meaning what? You, you just become a hater somehow? Like usual, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but you hated you hated first. You asked the question. I didn't I hate anything. Ask. I just Is there no one else. I was um, just curious. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's cool. 
Yeah, good for sure. Them. I mean, yeah. good for that guy. I don't know. I, it seems a bit. I didn't know that Johnny was sick. That's. I didn't know he didn't play it. <clears throat> you know, actually, I kind of maybe had that thought because I. He's a pretty, pretty regular Instagram poster, and I didn't see anything from him about Point Fest. Really? So that now make that now is clicking, and I, I mean because I follow him, but. Um, I remember. Huh. I remember a year. I don't know what year it was, but it was a point fest where Greek fire was on side stage and Dan Marsala played drums because it was when Johnny was sick. Yeah. That would make sense, which I thought was pretty cool. That would make sense. Well, I don't know if it happened now, but that, that, well, that, that you know, back sense. then. Yes. Speaking of uh, talking about Johnny just made me remember this. I heard this today. So, uh, Mark Hoppus, from Blink-182 announced that he is 100% cancer-free I've seen that, so, dude. That's badass. Very cool. I didn't even know. I, I guess he was one of those folk, people that kind of kept it under wraps for quite some time until someone finally... Like, I don't think... He he definitely didn't leak the story that he had cancer. I think someone else did. I think they... I don't know, saw him and I mean, said I, I know, and, I know and, he came out and made a few videos talking <laughs> about it all, but did you know his mom had the same thing and she beat it? No shit. Yeah. We had a lot of family in your, uh, a lot of people in your family get cancer. Yes. Uh, my all, well, my dad's side, his mom, dad, and brother all died from cancer. All three, three different kinds. Yeah. Three of my dad's sisters died of cancer. Um, but none of the men, which is a little bit weird. But yeah, it's hmm. always been the women. But then on my mom's side, I think I've had two or three of her brothers and sisters have had it. So yeah, it's unfortunately it's on both sides of my family. I'm probably fucked. I mean, it's we'll it's, it's a it's a pretty scary thing to know that it's that it's out there. And I've actually tried like it, my uh, last couple of just checkup appointments with my uh, my doctor. I've kind of asked, you know, hey, I've got, you know, close family members who have all passed away from cancer. When do I need to start getting checked and stuff like that? And they have age limits on when they should start checking you. So, like, they had me go through and find out uh, exactly how old these family members were when they got, when they found out they had cancer and stuff. And then if that was later than what the standard guidelines are, then I'm just, then I just wait. Yeah. Instead of getting tested now, you know, so like not I don't get colonoscopies now or anything like that because the my I think my uncle passed away from uh, colon cancer, but he was like 55 when he mm -hmm. when he got it. So I think 50 is when or 45 or 50 is when you start getting colonoscopies and stuff like that. So I should be good, hopefully. So, yeah, it's it's a scary thing. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, <clears throat> see, that's the thing. I, I, first of all, I don't have a doctor. I don't go to the, I went to the doctor like for a checkup like last year for the first time. And I don't know. Really? I don't know how long, but my wife actually made the appointment without telling me and then told me, you're going on this date at this time. You don't have a choice. And I was like, all right, well, let's make a bet. <clears throat> if I come back and you hear that I'm the healthiest person, you know, what are you going to do for me? You know? Cause she's like, you need to get all this stuff. And all the tests came back. Great. 
So what was her reasoning? Did she think you had that there was issues or it was just because you hadn't been no, to the doctor? Well, she in just a long knows time that I don't and... go to the doctor. She knows that. No, she just knows that I'm anti going to the doctor, all that stuff. So <laughs> I, I think it's very smart to at least get blood work done at least once a year, if not more, just to, just yeah. to check out everything and make sure that everything's good. Okay. Joe Rogan. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want me to do? Do you want me to? Yeah, probably an IV drip of vitamin B, TRT as K well, and D. Uh, probably maybe throw some ivermectin in there. What about testosterone? Should I? Should I get Abs- on it? Absolutely, all of it. Take all of it. Take all the shit. All of it. Yep. Now, for what reason? Uh, just to be a person. Oh, okay. I thought you thought <laughs> that maybe I was a lumberjack or something, and I needed this stuff. Okay. Um. <laughs> Circling back to the NBA players. So whatever uh-huh. the guy, I believe his name is Jonathan Isaac. His statement was really cool. Draymond Green's was really cool. It was more about like concern for family and this and that. And, <clears throat> but I feel like the voice right now, the face and the voice of the anti, and I'm not saying that that's what they want to be called, but the anti-vaxxers in the NBA is Kyrie Irving. I think everyone should rethink that because he also thinks the world is flat. So maybe he should not be your guy. Man, doesn't it seem like that went away really quick? What? The whole flat earth thing. It's not going to go anywhere. No, but when was the last time you heard anybody talk about it? It was a big thing. Like a celebrity, I don't know. It was a big thing for like a year. Yeah. And then COVID hit and then people forgot. Incredibly stupid. I mean, COVID does take away from a lot of that, but. There's probably quite a few things we could think of that were were hot topics and then just went away. Like what? I don't know. I said there's probably some. Oh, yeah. We don't need to talk about them. Speaking of hot topics, are you, how happy are you that finally we get a Super Bowl halftime show that is somewhat worth watching? I'm pretty excited. Uh, I do have a question for you, though. Are you a Kendrick Lamar fan? I do like Kendrick Lamar. Yes, I I've tried listening to some, and I don't think it's up my. I don't think it's my thing. It's not for you, huh? I don't think so. And does I would like to know what you listen to. So let me ask, uh, because I don't know much about Kendrick Lamar. I know that I know it's a. I know he's a big name, but is that is he quite a bit out of realm compared to everybody else? Compared to Snoop, Dre, Eminem, and Mary J. Blige. Well, here's what I think they did. And this is what I've been saying they should do for a Super Bowl halftime show for I don't know how many years now. Okay. This is what this is this is what they did. So they took old school and mixed it in with some sort of new school. Right. Put together a super show of a specific genre of music and they brought in artists who are recognizable, right? So you have the old school ones, Dre, Snoop. I I'll call Mary J old school, even though I think she's still relevant today. And I think 10 years from now, which her M- sound which I and what she I, does is still going to be relevant. But I think Eminem <clears> is too. I'm not, I'm not counting him. He doesn't, I, as far as I'm concerned, he's not on the show. Oh, and then you, you bring in Kendrick Lamar, who's the sort of represents the new school of that genre of music. Perfect fucking lineup, dude. Yeah. They should have been doing this all along and you can do it with rock or you can do like they did way back in the year 2000, where they took uh old school band like Aerosmith combined it with new school you know, current pop with NSYNC and Britney Spears, and they included Nelly. Now, do I want NSYNC and Britney Spears on my halftime show? No, 
but at least it made sense. Right. Culturally speaking, as far as like who was relevant at the time. This is so good because, dude, if you think about it, Snoop is more relevant now, pop culture wise, than he's ever been. Everyone knows who Snoop is. Your grandmother knows who Snoop is. But I mean, do you think it's because of music? I know know that's his start, but. He's just a personality, dude. He's just the commercials, the music. Everyone knows who he is. So then when he gets on stage and they go, and I'm sure they're going to do What's My Name. And I mean, he's probably going to do songs with Dre. Like, dude, when they do those songs, people are going to flip shit. But that's but those specific artists and that type of show really grabs musically speaking, pop culturally speaking, the demographic that cares about the Super Bowl halftime show. In my opinion, if you if I go to a Super Bowl party, do you know who's watching the Super Bowl halftime show? Everyone my age and younger. Right. Who listens to music. Right. Even if it's someone they don't like, you know, that's who watches. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> but it's really just all about who's going to bring in the most advertising dollars anyway. That's who gets picked for these things. Yeah. Um, but I think this is a good start to being like, hey, we should really make this a cool musical performance experience for everyone who's watching, not only there, but also on television, because television, is mat- that, that's what matters. If you're at the game, I mean, maybe you go to the game for the halftime show. I seriously doubt it. So it really does matter for those who are, those folks who are watching on television. But like, I think this is a step in the right direction where you actually start having relevant. But I guess it, it, when I say relevant, I mean relevant to the music landscape, but also to football. No offense to Gaga. <laughs> I think she's I think she's badass. She can sing her fucking tits off okay so but but what do you i don't understand that then when i think football i don't think lady gaga when i think football i don't think uh i don't know who was in sync or or britney spears i don't know but when you when you you, don't really necessarily think you think dr dre yes and why i mean la da 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 I, I hear that during a Super Bowl halftime show. So, 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 what you, is what you're saying? Like you can, you compare, or you connect a certain genre of music to NFL better than other genres of music? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, football to me is hip hop, rock and roll. Yeah, hard rock. Yes, one hundred percent. Okay. Not fucking. I'm just trying to think of like a pop star right now that they would have booked this year had they not done what they did. I don't know, like fucking Carrie Underwood, Dua Lipa, or whatever her name is, or Who? like fucking exactly. You, you telling me you wouldn't want to see Billie Eilish do the Super Bowl? No, and that's a perfect example. And if they ever do that, I'm gonna flip my fucking shit. That no, would, that would she be should terrible. be nowhere near the Super Bowl. <laughs> Good God! Like here are some of the previous previous uh, performers: Gloria Stefan. Michael Jackson, fine, I'll give you that. Uh, Diana Ross. One year it was, this is actually pretty cool. Boys to Men, Smokey Robinson, The Temptations, and Queen Latifah. That's actually pretty what cool. What year was that? That was 1998. Whoa. 2000. Phil Collins, Christina Aguilera, Enrique Iglesias, Tony Braxton. 2001. Aerosmith, Sync. 2002. U2. 2003. Shania Twain, and No Doubt. 
Sorry, but no thanks. That is not football. <laughs> and I love No Doubt. I'm a No Doubt fan. That's not football. Uh, 2004, Jessica Simpson. No. Janet Jackson. Love your lover. No. P. Diddy. Fine. Nelly, Kid Rock, and Justin Timberlake. Was that the then it gets, was that the nip slip year? No, no, that was uh oh yeah, that was. You're right. Trying to think of who was, was the nip slip who year. was playing Carolina was on the in that Super Bowl, weren't they? That was Carolina and New England, right? Probably. Yep. <laughs> Probably. I mean, New England's in most of them. <laughs> uh the next year's Paul McCartney. No. Yeah. The next year's the Rolling Stones. No. Prince. That Prince one was badass. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That was 2007. But then 2008, Tom Petty. Like, and then 2009, one of the more embarrassing ones was Bruce Springsteen when he slid his crotch into the camera. Yeah. Like, no, why are we doing this? Right. Uh, 2011, the Black Eyed Peas. Hey, Super Bowl. No. No. 2012, uh, Madonna. I might, I, no. might, I might disagree. Well, it, Black Eyed Peas by themselves, no, I say no. However, they I think they could have added artists to that to make that better. Okay, yeah, you could do that with any of these because 2012 was Madonna, 2013 was Beyonce. Suck it. <laughs> 2014, Bruno Mars and the Chili Peppers. Didn't dig it. No one was really singing. Didn't like it. Uh, 2015, Katy Perry with special guest Lenny Kravitz, Missy Elliott. No. No. Coldplay with Beyonce, Bruno Mars. No. Lady Gaga, Justin Tim. I could didn't they, even know Justin Timberlake did it by could, himself in 2018. Could they have put Missy Elliott in the mix for this for the Super Bowl instead of Mary J. Blige? No, how dare you? Don't do that. You include her, but you don't replace Mary J. with her. Gotcha, okay. Uh, 2019, Maroon 5, Travis Scott, and Big Boy. Now that is a step in the right direction. Slightly. Slightly. Maroon 5, kind of a rock band. Travis Scott, love them. Love Big Boy. Step in the right direction. But then they just tanked the following year, last year. Do you remember who you remember who it was last year? Uh, the weekend. Was that the Super Bowl? No, it wasn't. It was Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Nope. Not last year. That was the year before last. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Because it was, it was just him. And again, I love the weekend, but no. Yeah. Who's that for? Who's that for? His fans are not watching the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. That That's a little, maybe if he's still relevant in 10 years. So this year, I think they're really, really hanging out of the park. I, I love it. I'm excited for it. You know, they're going to do all those classic songs with Dre and Snoop. And then, unfortunately, Dre and your favorite artist of all time. But, um, but like, then, but like, Kendrick brings that new school. But, like, say 10 years down the road, can do we bring some of these people back into the mix? Like, say, The Weeknd. You think The Weeknd can, would be more relevant to the people that are watching the Super Bowl at that time? Is he all of a sudden going to go hip hop or rock and roll? Then no. No. No, I think the weekend's gonna in ten years. The weekend's gonna be the weekend, so we just move on. You did it once, cool. You made a pun, you made a ton of money. Let's move on. Um, because let's be honest, if you're the weekend, you do that because you want to sell records. You want to sell. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why you do the Super Bowl. If you're the weekend, you don't do that to gain new fans necessarily. 
I mean, I guess in a way you do, but you really do it to kind of capitalize on the success you've already achieved. It's like, it's like a heightened thing. Like, but I've been saying forever, you know, if you do a rock version of this, or if you do a rock and hip hop version, I don't know, do a super show where you combine the two, let the fucking Foo Fighters be the main, the, the, the main artist. And then you bring in people like, I don't know, uh, name a fucking, I don't know. It could be, I mean, Kendrick, fine, but let the Foo Fighters be one of the artists that kind of, before they, before they are just too old to do it. Like right now, I think they're, I think they're still at the age where they're like relevant enough and like their songs are relevant enough. And I don't know what football has against rock and roll. They just don't seem to dig it. There's not a lot of rock and roll in any of these. I've said the chili peppers did it the one year and it was embarrassing. Anthony Kiedis wasn't even singing. It was all tracks. The who did it. But again, can I, can my, can my rock band not be 100 years old? Like Tom Petty and the who and, the Rolling Stones. Uh, I don't care. Okay, this is random. Is has Pitbull not done Super Bowl? <laughs> I figured I like he. So. I figured like if the Super Bowl was in Miami, he that typical, he would have. He does a lot of like the pre-show stuff. I want to say. Oh, okay. He does. Nineteen ninety-one. New Kids on the Block. Come on. Wow. Nineteen eighty-eight. <laughs> Chubby Checker and the Rockettes. That's actually pretty cool. Uh, man, some of the older ones are embarrassing. They're not even people we know. They're just like marching bands. <laughs> I actually have a good rock version. They should do three bands. That's all you need. You do Foo Fighters, Green Day, and the Black Keys. Do those three. And then at the end, they all do a medley of songs together. Somehow, some way. That seems like it would be tough to put three full-on bands up there. No, you just because you, no, most of the time it's a lot of solo artists though. Nah, they do it all the time. It could work. It could work totally fine, dude. Hmm. Or you have, <clears throat> I don't know. You have fucking, I don't know. Like Dave Roll could play like dual drums with one of the bands, and like I don't know. You you could do it. <clears throat> that would be a cool Super Bowl halftime show if we're going rock. To in my opinion. Yeah. Who would be a new school rock band that you would include on that? New school? Um, How about John Harvey? <laughs> as long as they get those technical issues figured out first. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Do you have any ideas on a new age no. rock band? I mean, there's so many that you could do, but again, sort of relevant on the the pop culture landscape. Maybe not. I mean... But if you're talking about like bringing in one of these guys who is semi-rock, not Machine Gun Kelly, but I don't know. Your boy Jarris Johnson could do it. Yeah, but then again, you're talking about appealing to a crowd that's not watching the Super Bowl probably because he's appealing to a younger TikTok generation, right? Well, do you want the TikTokers to watch the Super Bowl halftime show? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't know. I think this year is perfect. I, I, look, I'll be honest with you. I don't even know if, where rock and roll sits with the NFL right now because the NFL, all things considered, is it's a, isn't it, a, it? If you think about it, if you think about who watches the NFL, it's a weird mix of two completely different demographics. Here's where I'm going with that. Mm -hmm. You have your folks who are 
in the demographic of folks that would listen to Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Mary Jane, Kendrick. You know, so I keep not including old grumpy uh-huh, face. Uh-huh. And then, <clears throat> and then you have like the other side, which is way on the other side, which are like country folks. That really is like your two main demographics of football. And you really haven't seen much of the, you really haven't seen much of the country either, right? Like Shania Twain, you mentioned her her earlier, but I mean, I guess you could do like, if you think about uh, artists who have done some crossover Mm -hmm. work, so like say you did like Nelly and Tim McGraw. Or something, you know, something along those no, lines. I'm not saying you would no, listen to it, but I'm saying that thanks. if you wanted to combine it, or you would have to do like a band that's relevant, that's country, but also poppy, like a freaking, like a Florida Georgia Line or something like that. Man, I don't know if that would go over well, man. So the last one that I see that was all country was 1994. Which was? It was. Clint Black, Tanya Tucker, Travis Tritt, and the Judds. Wow. That was a Super Bowl halftime? Yeah. Whoa. It was called Rockin' Country Sunday. They even gave it a title. That's crazy. It's been really, a long time. Really, man. you don't think that like you could put a like a Florida Georgia line and then even throw like throw Nelly in there too? Didn't Nelly do a song with them? Yeah, that Cruise song. Or was that Ludacris? No, it was Cruise. You always think it's Ludacris. A ludicrous was on the one that I the the dude that I've seen live. What's his name? I don't know. Chubby guy. What the fuck is his name? Jason Aldean. Oh, okay. <clears throat> dirt Road is the name of the song. Gotcha. Chilling on the dirt road. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I just don't I don't I don't know how well I do know how, but I'm just that music just consumes no part of my brain. Yeah. Meaning I just, there's no part of me likes, like I hear that and I just go, okay. Oh, hang on. What about the dude? Uh, <clears throat> oh, what's, what's the guy? He, he was in the, he was in a Super Bowl commercial with Sam Elliott. It was like a Doritos commercial or something. But he was also really, he's also really big over the last couple of years. Luke Bryan? No, he's not a country artist. He's a, oh, come on. Hang on. I got to Google it. I have real no quick. idea what you're talking about. You will here in a second. <clears throat> Hang on. Robin Thick. No, but we do have to talk about him here. In a uh, Justin Timberlake. No. Uh, let's see. Sam Elliott. Doritos commercial was with Lil Nas X. I have no idea what commercial you're talking about. Oh uh, yeah, sure you could have him. But you know the song, the big like he had a song or two that were really big, right? He is huge right now. Yeah, I he's can't. probably the biggest artist on earth right now. What was the song? Old Town Road. Yeah, 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 with yeah. Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah. So why couldn't that's you do that? That's still one of my favorite videos. That's still one of my favorite videos of all time. Is when he went to the elementary school and performed that song, and the kids were going ape shit, and he <laughs> had to like stop. He he had to like stop and laugh at like how <clears throat> just like the kids were like dancing and knew every word, and they were flipping the fuck out, and he, he had to stop and go. Oh shit! This is my career now. Like this, he, like he, he, have you ever seen that? Uh uh-uh. uh It's a viral video. It went viral. Like, <clears throat> and it's when the song was huge. He showed up to a school, 
and went into the gym and like, you could tell like they were not prepared. Like it was just coming through like one speaker, like someone was playing it from their phone and he was just going to kind of like, you could tell he was just like, I think it was more of an appearance and it became a performance. Yeah. And he's like, you're going to have to turn that up. He couldn't hear the music because the kids were going so crazy. Wow. It's one of my favorite videos to watch. And it's all, it's also just a testament as to how big of a music artist you'll be if you have kids of that age going ape shit for you. Yeah. Like, um, <clears throat> anyway, good video. Check it out. Yeah. So anyways, you could throw a little Nas X on a Super Bowl. I don't know if they will now because of all the controversy he's caused around his video, his music videos and the fucking yeah. blood shoes and the fucking right. All that shit. But maybe. Yeah. I that, think that seemed know, that, that, that seemed to go away pretty quick though. Like I haven't heard anything about it in a while. It's because you pay people to make it go away. Well, you know, so it stays out of the media is what you're saying. No, I think it does. I just don't think it registers as much as some things do. But when we're talking about the news cycle right now, I think there are quite a few different other things that will make it go away quickly. Like, hey, do you have the vaccine? Are you vaccinated? <laughs> Um, I mentioned Robin Thicke. Yeah. So he's the latest to be accused of being inappropriate. So when did the Blurred Lines video come out? When did, when did that song come out? 2013, I want to say. So eight years. Long year, time ago. Eight years ago. And so this <laughs> yeah. is, so this is coming, th this whole thing's coming out because she wrote a book and she yes, put the. Emily, Emily Ratajkowski wrote a book and in the book explained that he was inappropriate, groped her during, not during the video shoots, but like afterwards, like he's like, I want to work on this one-on-one. -on -one. This is how she's explaining it. Yeah. She's saying that he came back and she did say that he was intoxicated. Right. It was like, we should work on this together, just you and I, and he groped her. And she explains, you know, I didn't read too much into this, but explain like she didn't say anything then because I guess the director of the video, like their working relationship was so great. She didn't want to cause a fuss back then because she had such a good working relationship with a lot of the people who were involved in that video. I don't know. I don't know. It's a weird thing, man. It, eight, eight years later. And I'm not, it, I'm not taking up for Robin Thicke. I'm just saying that it's, a weird thing that you wait eight years and apparently to her it wasn't as big of a deal as what is being made in the media now i assume and it's and it still it doesn't would, seem like it's it a big it, deal to her yeah and it never would have came out if she wasn't writing a book right you know it's just to me to me the way that she's playing it off and this is just how i'm reading it and i you know you gotta you know take this with a grain of salt. But to me, she's looking at it as like an occupational hazard. Like I was naked during that video. Yeah. So naturally men are going to grope my awesome breast. She's hot. I am a fan. Let me just say that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> wouldn't say, I'm not saying I would grope her, but I'm just saying, um, I don't know. That's to me, that's the way that I'm reading it. That's mm -hmm. the way to me. That's the way she's explaining it. I could be completely wrong about that. Maybe, but she doesn't see, it doesn't seem like she wants anything to happen other than I wrote a book and it's in the book. Right. Buy my book. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard anything about him speaking out or coming out and saying anything about this. Mm -hmm. 
Which at the end of the day, we talked about this before, like with Brian Callen and Chris D'Elia. Maybe you just don't say anything at all if you're Robin Thicke. Because if you say something, it keeps it in the news cycle longer. Right. Just don't don't fucking say a word. Right. I don't think she's even asking for an apology. But don't say it's it's one of those things though. It's like no matter what the situation, you if you say something, you keep it in the news cycle. If you don't say something, you look guilty. But you yeah, but do you? But guilty of what? There's no crime. Yeah, I mean, this situation is so guilty of being a creep. I guess in this case, right? Dude, we're all creeps. You know who I think are creeps? Who's that? The fuckers that run TikTok. They're creeps. <laughs> they are the real creeps. Don't get me started. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I, it is weird, and we keep saying this, and it, maybe it sounds like we're apologists for the men, but it is very strange for you know someone to just come out and just say something, and then all of a sudden it's guilty. Until proven innocent. Mm-hmm. Very weird, man. It's a very, it's a very dangerous, very dangerous time. Like, and speaking of things that went away, the Me Too movement. What happened? COVID. Is it no longer a movement and it's just a regular sort of, because someone says something, that's just the way things are. Meaning if a woman comes out and accuses a man of inappropriate behavior, well, then it must be true. Like there's no movement anymore. Like me to turn this into this is just reality. In a sense, Which one is, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it is. I'm, yeah. I'm just asking questions, but in a sense, I mean, yeah, you don't see hashtag me too anymore. It doesn't seem like right. It's all well. Fuck the hashtag. I'm just saying the the idea. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you don't see the hashtag Black Lives Matter that much anymore either. But there's still the idea. Right. There's still the movement. Right. It doesn't feel like the Me Too movement is as strong as it once was now granted i'm not paying that close attention to know i'm sure it is and that's what i'd be curious to know um but uh no it's very it's very it's a dangerous time for for stuff like that i'm i'm happy enough to know not happy i'm comfortable enough to know that i've never and that's the thing like and i think we talked about this but like i've been in plenty of situations where as a guy, I knew that there were several girls in the room that I probably could have just very easily slept with, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure most guys have been in this situation. Most people, forget about guys, women too. Women, I'm sure there have been plenty of situations where they know I could have the pick of any of these guys right. if I wanted to. Now, I know it works a little bit differently if you're a woman than if you're a man. And well, we won't get into that. But what I'm saying is I've been in plenty of those situations, but... In those situations, while I knew, it still made me go, man, this isn't really the situation for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And never once did it cross my mind to really, I don't know, indulge in the way that I could have. Where I, But I have friends. We all have friends where we've seen, whoa, dude, slow down. Mm-hmm. Calm down. <laughs> like... <laughs> Act like you've been here before, bro. Like, right. slow down. Like, put your, like, you're, calm down. Um, I've just never been that guy. I've never been that guy. Now, I know I just said, I made a comment about Emily Ratajkowski. I, I, I was joking, but let's be honest, she's a beautiful girl and I'm a fan right. of her beauty. Right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But that's where it ends. Yeah. That's, you know, I, so, like, 
I don't know. It's very, I just, I've never been that person. So to like, but I know that those people, those dudes exist, but I still feel like in this sort of where we're at now in society, how, how much of that can you really, how much of that can really consume you? How much of that person can you really be? Like, can you be overly assertive when it comes to women? Can you really voice, you know, can you really say how you feel about a woman? Can you say how hot she is? Can you, can you know what I mean? Or can you even can you put be- your fucking hands on her? But how, how, I guess, I guess, I guess what I'm asking is what is the level of creepiness that one can actually absorb, you know? Well, I mean, it's it's almost like you, you a guy couldn't make a move anymore without like asking first. Like even if it's like a first well, kiss, like it's a first kiss type of scenario. Like you you kind of got to ask first, and then even then, there's no proof really that you asked first. So down the road, if something happened out of that, even if it was all consensual, it's her word against yours kind of thing, right? Well, it should most certainly be a mutual feeling. But I'm saying that it's all word of mouth after that, right? So even if everything's consensual, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that a woman couldn't come back on a man or a man couldn't come back on a woman either way well, look, down dude, the road and say that this was not consensual. It's all word of mouth now, even if there's a, a small burden of proof. Right. If you think about it with Chris D'Elia, what got him in trouble? Well, he was sending messages to girls who people thought were underage. Well, it turns out they weren't underage. They were just upset that he stopped sending them messages. Now, this isn't all of them. This is just some of them. Right. But through word of mouth, he was automatically guilty of those things. Right. Even though there was proof he had to he had to, you know, publicize that truth. But that's very weird, man. Yeah. Um. God damn, you got to ask a girl to kiss her now? <laughs> That's something I've never done in my life. <laughs> I'm not saying you but do. But also, I'm, if you I'm have not... to ask, the girl doesn't like you, dude. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just saying. But if you have to ask, you're 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 with the wrong girl. Yeah. She don't like you. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Very weird. Very weird. So, I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens. I don't know. Like I said, I haven't seen Robin Fix say anything. But uh, one thing I do know is Emily Ratajkowski has a much larger audience than he does. So many, many people are going to jump on her side. Right. And he could have a shit storm coming his way. Who knows? Right. Who knows? So before we get out of here, let's pick one more topic. We, You want to talk about David Lee Roth retiring or do you want to talk about this hockey <sighs> player who's... Uh, what, what, how would you basically going against the NFL or the uh, NHL on uh, the drug policy? He's accusing, well, let's let's do both real quick. Okay. So David Lee Roth announced that he's retiring. I feel like only David Lee Roth, or I should, I should say David Lee Roth is the only rock musician who I feels it feels finds it necessary to tell the world he's retiring. Just shut up and go away. He annoys me. That's why I even brought that up. So okay. just, just stop playing. No one cares. Like you're not a rapper. You're not retiring from anything. Just stop. Well, when you first when you first sent me that, 
I hadn't heard about it yet, but it did feel it feel weird. Felt weird because I've never heard of a band saying we're retiring or a, a, an exactly artist saying we're, I'm retiring from music. It's just like just okay, just don't play anymore. That that's yeah. it. He's just a he's a doofus that loves attention. That's why it's just like ah, you're annoying. Just stop playing. He does. He has a Las Vegas residency, so he's stopping that. Ah, he's retiring from that. Like yeah. no, you're you're just not doing it anymore. You don't need it. But anyway, so were you a Van Halen fan? I like Van Halen. Sure. You a Van Halen fan or a Van Hagar fan? I'm a fan of both. Okay. Um, I find Sammy Hagar to be far less annoying than David Lee Roth <laughs> that I can say in, in many different ways. Um, <clears throat> now with the NHL goalie, I found that to be interesting because, and, and here's why. So I haven't read up much on this other than the one story that I looked up. The reason that I found it interesting is that ESPN made it a point to talk about the fact that he's been open about his mental health. Okay. And that seems to be a, a, a hot topic amongst sports media these days and amongst athletes. They feel like they need to, <clears throat> they need to say something um, when it's necessary in regards to their mental health. Um, you know, most recently, obviously Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka, Osaka before that, <clears throat> um, which I have something to say about her. I don't think she, I don't think she should be playing tennis. I don't think she should be in front of the public. Think it's that bad. I think she has mental health issues, but to be honest with you, I don't think she's articulate enough to explain what those issues are. When I listen to her speak about herself and about mental health. To me, she just comes off as uninformed and unintelligent regarding what's going on in her own brain. So just don't talk about it. Right. That would be my advice to her. I don't know who's telling her that she needs to, but she shouldn't. I know she got in trouble because she said she didn't want to talk. And, but anyway, this was after one of the last tournaments when she got eliminated early, she was, you know, puttering and muttering through her, her press conference and, on the verge of tears and she doesn't know if she's going to play anymore. And I don't know. It, it just, it seems bizarre to me. Like if you're that mentally fragile, then you shouldn't be in front of the media. Yeah, you shouldn't. And I think it's your right to just go, no, I'm not talking to anybody today. And I wouldn't hold her. I wouldn't hold it against her. If she did that. I said that in the beginning, but anyway, <clears throat> but I found it interesting that ESPN had to mention the guy's name is Robin Leonard. Um, had to mention that he, he, goes through these mental health issues I'm like well okay but what's the real issue at hand here he's accused multiple nhl teams of medical malpractice saying that they're offering up drugs to players without prescriptions saying that they don't necessarily need it and then you brought up the surgery situation so talk about that so there what was the there was a they want to do a replacement disc like the he's, he's got two different options one is replacement di- replacing a disc and then there was another option as well, but the NHL or the, I guess the team wants him to do the one that's, ba- it sounds just like a band aid, basically. And the one that would actually benefit him more puts him out for longer, could be six months versus six weeks, but he has less chance of having issues down the road. Right. So to me, it's just funny. That because from that article, it sounds like the NHL, like players are just employees, you know, they're not, 
it's not really for, you know, let, let's do the be- the thing that's the best for the player. It's, well, if we do this, he may be only out six weeks. He may have issues down the road, but who knows if he'll even be with our team at that point. You know what I mean? Especially with NHL players, they go from team to team all the time. Yeah. And it, it, I find it interesting, too, that the surgery that they're talking about, the disc replacement surgery, has never been performed on an NHL player before. Yeah, I've seen that, too. Yep. What are the odds of that? I don't know. That's crazy. Um, <clears throat> Leonard, who is one of the NHL's most vocal mental health advocates, said it was unfair that Eichel's situation has dragged on this long and felt he needed to take matters into his own hands. <clears throat> so, I mean... So, ultimately, the choice is this. Do you want to get back on the ice sooner or do you not? But if the team's making him, that's where I have a problem. Yeah, and th- but this right? isn't Leonard, right? This is this is this Eichel guy. Yeah, this is Leonard talking were, about this Eichel guy. They were teammates previously. Yeah. Okay, so this right here, twenty-four-year-old Eichel has been out since March with a herniated disc in his neck. After battling with team management over the proper treatment for the injury, Eichel requested a trade and has been stripped of his captaincy. The Sabers prefer Eichel to receive a fusion surgery, which would have him back on the ice in six months. Eichel's doctors have suggested a disc replacement surgery, which would have him sidelined for six weeks and carries a much lower risk that the center would need future surgeries later in life. The disc replacement surgery has never been performed on an NHL player. So I find it interesting that the team wants him to have the surgery that would keep him out longer. No, however, no, I think that's backwards, isn't it? No, it says the Sabres prefer Eichel to receive a fusion surgery which would have him back on the ice in six months. Eichel's doctors have suggested a disc replacement oh, surgery, which would have him sidelined for six weeks. <clears throat> okay, so he so, wants so to I, get the so surgery. Back, so I was backwards on this. So the team actually wants him to do the thing that's going to keep him out longer. But, but there's more risk of needing surgery later. So he doesn't right. want to have surgery later, which is why he wants to take the advice of his doctors. Right. While it brings him back sooner, there's much less of a risk to have surgeries later in life. That's what he wants to do, right. which makes sense. Right. Now, it should be his choice. Fair or no? I think so, but but as I said when I was explaining this a while ago, I was backwards on this. I thought that the team wanted him to do the, what was going to be have him out for only six weeks versus six months. So, I mean, the common sense idea would be do the six weeks and still have let you know less chance that you're gonna have issues down the road or have to have surgery down the road but you're also taking a risk of doing something that they've never done on an nhl player before which is kind of creepy yeah i i mean i don't know if it's well you would think that the team would want him back on the ice sooner but i think what the team's trying to do is just give him well look i mean or they could be trying to free up some cap space because NHL is like that. You put a guy on injury and now you've got his, his salary cap that you can, you could fill somebody else in with until they come back and six months. That's a long time in the NHL. Right. But this was the captain. Yeah. Well, he requested, requested a trade. So I'm sure in that instance, they're like, Oh, well you're not dedicated to this team. So why would we want you to have the captain captaincy, you know? Yeah. And it feels, and again, I don't know, I don't know, but it feels like the surgery that his doctors are suggesting is a more invasive surgery. So perhaps the team doesn't want to go down that road. I don't know. It's an interesting story. I just found it most interesting that. 
Well, the part that we didn't even talk about was the the they're basically giving over counter drugs out to players that I mean, uh, prescription ju- drugs to players that should be prescription, and they're not. They're just handing them out like candy, basically, which was Ambien and Benzo. Yeah, I mean, I think that's been common practice in most professional sports for a long time. Right. Doesn't make it right. Right. I understand his gripe about that. Believe me. Um, but again, that's kind of if a player wants to, a player's going to. Is that Ben? What, what is it? Ben? How do you say that? Benzo. I just had it. It's a, it's a common name, but I can't remember what it's called. Benzodiazepine. Yeah. Benzodiazepine. Is that the injection? I don't fucking know, man. I've never had a benzo. Yeah. Sounds fun, though. Let's see. Benzo diazepines, sometimes called benzos, are a class of psychoactive drugs whose core chemical structure is the fusion of a benzene ring and a diazepine ring. Uh, as depressants, drugs which lower brain activity, they are prescribed to treat conditions such as anxiety, insomnia, and seizures. Jesus. Yeah, it's a, it's a wide variety there. A little bit. I don't know. <coughs> Sorry. I think if a player wants those, the player is going to get them, regardless sure. of whether the team gets them, gives them to them or not. So as the employer, do you just give them to them or do you have them go out and get them from somewhere else? I'm not saying it's right on either account, but I'm just saying. Well, my point, I feel like the team <laughs> should do it the right way and and get it pers- like I don't know how team doctors work, but when you think team doctors could prescribe things to players, that way at least it's on the record. Of course. So why would they not do that? Why would they just hand it out? That doesn't make sense to me. I just think it's been a common thing in professional sports for the players to get those things when they need them. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot worse out there that float around like candy. I mean, that they don't talk about. Was Brett Favre really being prescribed the amount of painkillers that he was actually taking? Right. No. And that's a whole different road to go down because, I mean, that's an addiction. He was abusing them, but like at one point in time, they were prescribed to him. Yeah. But also in the NFL, let's be honest, they'll get in trouble for smoking weed, but you can have all the pain medicine you want. It's ridiculous. Yeah. You can't smoke weed, but we can advertise Jack Daniels, Bud Light, Johnny Walker. Fucking Jameson, Corona. Mm-hmm. I keep going down the list. Well, it's all cool we though, because, you, because you, products, you, it's you all cool because weed. you can tax beer and other things like of that. Of course, you know. Of course. Yeah, it's a very, it's a very ridiculous double standard. Um, I mean, I think we, I think we've moved in the right direction, though. Don't you think? I mean. Players shouldn't be getting popped for smoking weed. True. If there's anyone on earth that deserves marijuana in their life, it's guys who fucking hit each other uh-huh. for a living for our entertainment. Right. Fighters, football players, hockey players. Yes. Smoke all the weed you want. Yeah. They deserve it. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Have they and said, don't give them painkillers. Have they said anything in the NFL about releasing player or wait hang on was it was the nfl they were talking about that players who are unvaccinated aren't going to get paid was that the nfl i don't know man i don't know let's save that for the next show 
Okay. <laughs> I don't fucking know. There's a few things like that. Because, like, uh, is it United Airlines that just released si- uh, fired 600 people for not being yeah, vaccinated? It's like I said, you do That's what you insane, want, dude. but guess what? But guess what? There will be consequences. You're not going to be able to do some other things that you want to do, like go to work, like <laughs> go to be, go to a restaurant. I'm just saying. I'm not saying to do. I'm not. I'm not saying to do it or not to do it. If you choose not to, cool. But this is the world we yeah, live but, in. Now. But it's out of our hands at Sorry. that point. There's nothing that you can do about it. Like they're gonna. It's out of our hands. If you want to do what you want to do, you may have to. <sighs> Just get it done. Yep. <laughs> yep. But also, your advocate shouldn't be someone who thinks the world is flat. It's very I'm true. There, we can get out of here. <laughs> All right. Bro. We got too tight and I was trained.